I know you think I'm like a hard, cold captain of industry type. That's not all there is. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Happy Saturday, wherever you may be. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Happy to have you with us. And we're very happy once again to be working with, of course, Michael John Fierro. He's going to be coming up here very shortly. We're going to do life by the numbers here, but we would not think of pressing forward until we said hello and chatted just a bit with the guy we like to call Nathan Detroit. Good morning, Gary and Suzanne. And if there's uh, anything that's interrupting your happy weekend, just shake it off. Shake it off. Okay, we'll definitely do that. Nathan Miller, he is our producer and uh, man about town. Why is he saying shake it off? I don't know. Maybe he senses there's a bad vibe in the room. Oh, I don't know. I guess I must be a little bit uh, feeling the effects of Taylor Swift being in town with Seattle over the weekend. Shake it off. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, see, I didn't get that reference, but if you had brought up Lawrence Welk, for example. That's right. Or Frank Sinatra. uh, Or Tony Bennett. Or Tony Uh, Bennett. Hey, that's what people say. (laughs) <laughs> 96 years old tony bennett yeah you know and um the choir picked up another he, angel he, for sure that's right he's at the end of his career taylor swift going strong in seattle this weekend and the swifties will be out in force i understand nathan that's gonna be a busier weekend than all-star weekend i believe i mean all-star weekend filled up t-mobile park which now with the blue jays in town uh, we're getting our northern neighbors coming across the border to attend the Mariners and Blue Jays game at T-Mobile Park. They're filling it up to capacity. And then Taylor Swift is selling out two evenings tonight and tomorrow of Lumen Field where the Seahawks play, which is over 100,000 people just in that stadium district alone <laughs> attending All right. events. I'm kind of glad I'm not there tonight. Oh, I'll tell you and, That's uh, going to be a parking nightmare. Oh it's, yes, you know, but <laughs> this is she. Uh, Taylor Swift has a remarkable career going, and I haven't seen anything like it in a long time. Suzanne and I grew up in the Beatlemania years, and it's interesting to see what their first stadium appearance, Shea Stadium in New York, mm-hmm. the Beatles in August of 1965, first time in a. Uh, sports arena a baseball stadium that they were performing there they flew them in on a helicopter and they were there in the basement and then they took the field they walked across a, a sort of at a slight trot really oh, how about that the stage and there was absolute insanity going on you could see the fear in the cops faces as they tried to hold the line against surging fans uh-huh. it was really something else i mentioned all that in the connection of that is what they made possible and now, all these years later, uh, production for a major uh, pop rock event at a sports stadium is not only common, it's expected. I also need to mention, too, that in Seattle Center by the Space Needle, they have the Bite of Seattle going on, a big festival where they bring in a bunch of <laughs> musicians and foods from all sorts for people to partake in. So it is, you want a busy weekend in Seattle, this is it. Sounds 50, like it. 50 ways to 
prepare lutefisk. Exactly. Just don't cook it indoors. <laughs> that will not go well. <laughs> okay, Nathan, always a pleasure to work with you. And today we are going to once again take up the subject of numerology. I love this. I, I look at my number every year, my personal year. Yes. And, and and look at what that means. And it kind of helps me think about the year in a particular way. And Michael John Fierro is going to be taking calls in the second half of the show. And he's going to help people look at their year in a particular way as well. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read his brief bio here okay. because I know where I want to go. I usually start these shows and I say, well, I'll, I'll pop a question and I'll be as surprised as anyone. for him. I, I do quit. too. Okay. okay, we'll have uh, you know, we'll sort of like bumper cars. We'll All both right. get our questions. All right. Well, we'll flip <laughs> a coin. In the meantime, Michael John Fierro has been specializing and working with numerology since 1984. Through private client sessions and detailed lectures on the subject, as well as numerous radio appearances. Hello. Michael has aided many on their quest for personal knowledge and fulfillment. This is his 13th appearance on Manson Mitchell. We're talking Baker's Dozen today, Suzanne. Michael John Fierro, by the numbers. Welcome to the show once again. Number 13 for you, my Hello. friend. How do you feel about the number 13, Michael? It's a number. I just real number. quick, I saw you plug in some headphones there, Michael. Are you trying to get connected with the audio there on Zoom? No, I'm trying to get, uh, it wasn't loud enough coming over my phone, okay. but at least the headphones I can hear. Okay. Good. All right. Well, this is your 13th appearance on Manson Mitchell. We are very oh, happy wow. to have you back today. Yes, I know. It's been a long, it's, it's a long run we have going on. You were on with us in January and we were talking about what it meant to be a universal seven year two plus zero plus two plus three and mid-year gary and i said hey let's check in with the man let's see how things are going it's like the midterms for all of us that's right it's the midterm exam of the universal year seven plus other things now was there something else you wanted to yes say? i'm glad you went first because yeah. what i'm going to ask dovetails nicely i think michael I know that people, as they're waiting for the ball to drop in Times Square, anticipate the year to come. I mean, we all have our aspirations. We all have our desires, whether openly expressed or held in secret close to our hearts. But I'm curious to know if over the years of working in numerology, Michael, do you find that anticipating a year and forecasting it are two different things in the final analysis? Well, I don't, you know, I forecast. I don't really anticipate. I look at the numbers. What do they represent to me? Uh, and that's where I go from there. If 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 I uh, indulge in any anticipation, it would be based off of what the uh, what the year is showing me. That makes sense to me. Uh, doing things systematically, applying numbers gives people an advantage, it seems to me. But the idea there is if you're going by the numbers, as I like to say, you understand the map. If you study it well, if you apply it, if you pay attention, you're going to know more about spotting trends, about forecasting. I like the idea of doing that. It seems to me it requires a fair amount of diligence, and you certainly have that in spades. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm actually next year is my 40th year in working with numerology. So, um, a lot of it is just 
you know, I'm still cursed with the fact that I look at any series of numbers or a word or a name and I'm doing constant calculations in my head. Good way to drive myself a little nuts at times. Um, but uh, so far this year, uh, uh, we're kind of on track with what I forecast. Talk a little bit about that. And where I, I wanted you to start with is... We have uh, extreme weather conditions, extreme drought, extreme flooding, all kinds of water stuff going on. And as I was reviewing for today's show, I noticed that you had mentioned water in your forecast. So say a little bit about that. Yeah, well, in numerology, seven uh, is kind of a representation of water. And as I wrote in my forecast, um, water would be an issue this year. It could be infrastructure, and I, I, you know, obviously the infrastructure where you are is a lot newer than where I am. But I know up here in New Jersey, we, it's, I don't think a week goes by where we don't have a water main break. All the infrastructure that, you know, in the case of New Jersey can be 100 years or so, uh, is failing. It needs to be replaced. Uh, we continue to find lead in water. Uh, I think there was a recent study that determined that microplastics and forever chemicals are pretty much found in every source of water there is in the country. So there's that part of it. And then the other part of that it has to do with precipitation, either too much or not enough. And from what I've seen so far, it's pretty much been too much just about everywhere. Uh, I don't think a day goes by where there's not a flood somewhere in the world. And even just staying here in the good old United States, um, it's just, it's unbelievable the amount of rain that drops at any given time. And I don't, uh, I forget where exactly it was yesterday. They had tennis ball sized hail, tennis ball sized hail. Now I saw something a few weeks back. A one-inch diameter piece of hail is traveling somewhere between 40 and 70 miles an hour when it hits. The bigger the hail, the faster it will come down. So I'm imagining that a tennis ball-sized piece of hail must have been like a peregrine falcon diving out of the sky. (laughs) In In fact, people were hospitalized because they got hit by it. So the, the, the precipitation thing has just been amazing. You know, just remember, last year, year and a half ago, Lake Mead was empty. You know, all the water sources in the West were drying up, and now they're all filling or full to capacity in the span of a year. Again, because the rain has just been incessant. There's so much moisture in the air that when it rained, I mean, it's not unusual here in Jersey. Last week, North Jersey got anywhere from four to six inches of rain in a matter of hours. So it's a concern. People need to be very kind of water aware. If you live anywhere near a body of water, especially creeks and rivers and things like that, if you get a storm, be very careful. Make sure, you know, you get to high ground if necessary. And don't disregard it. And this is going to continue to play out 
through the rest of the year, and we're really not even into the height of hurricane season on this end of the country, um, uh, I can't imagine what's going to happen. I really can't. We're we're at the other end of that extreme, and that is that summer is the rainy season in Florida, and it generally starts um, with the uh, coinciding of the hurricane season right around the 1st of June, hurricane season being June 1 to December 1. And the, the rain starts in Florida in June, and it comes every afternoon almost like clockwork. It cools down Florida, and you have a cooler evening than you did during the day. It's 90 during the day. It rains, and then it goes into the 70s at night. We have not yet started the rainy season on July 22. We have not had the afternoon rains except once or twice in the last seven weeks. And so we have browned out grass. We have no rain here. We are having, we're in the drought part, which is the opposite of what we expect in the summertime. Everybody waits for the afternoon rains. We have no rain. Gary and I are out there doing a rain dance, uh, trying to bring some rain here. And so while the floods are going on up north, we're dry as a bone down here. Yeah, and that can't be helping uh, the crops down there either. No, no. And this, and I guess the same is going on in the Southwest too. Phoenix with its record high temperatures and, and Dallas, parts of Texas with record high temperatures. They're not getting their usual patterns of summer rains either. And so you've got uh, these extremes with water too much or too little. Exactly. Just as I forecast would, would probably be the case, Um, you know, and, Another indication from Mother Earth that we need to pay attention to the planet we inhabit. We cannot continue to abuse it. We need to be, and, and I said, this, I used to be in the bottled water business about 30 years ago. And at that time, I, I used to tell people that the water business would be the oil business in the, in the coming century. Um, but I'm not sure we're going to have enough water to cover what needs to be covered. Uh, most bottled water comes out. I, I have to wonder at what point in time are our municipalities going to say uh, no more extraction of water for bottling because a lot of the bottled water that on the shelf comes from municipal water supplies. Right, um, and 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 also with the with the glaciers melting and the oceans rising, up to this point. We have not mastered desalinization. So there's all kinds of water out in the ocean, but we haven't figured out how to make that drinkable yet. Well, the thing is, we actually have in the Middle East, Israel, they've got it down. They've figured it out. You know, sadly, America, with all its talent, with all its money, with all its, uh, you know, bright ideas and everything else, we have a tendency in this country to kind of not believe we need to fix things or work on new solutions. Um, and we're going to be our own worst enemy moving forward. I agree with you. Why isn't there a desalination plan in this country? Um, you know, sooner or later, the Colorado River out west is not going, and they're already having difficulties. It's not going to be able to service what it was set up to service. 
So who's going to get the priority? Is it going to be the crops? Is it going to be people? Uh, so we're in a dangerous situation here. And, and again, yeah, it's easy to focus on this country because we live here. But worldwide, this is, this is an issue. Um, and the extreme weather drives so much other things that end up in the geopolitical realm. You know, a lot of migration is caused by the weather. People can't live in the weather. They move. I heard the other day the Persian Gulf region had a heat index of 152. Mm. Wow. The human body can take 160 before we really start to have problems. So, you know, water's need for cooling and everything else, production of crops. And again, we either have too much in some places or not enough in others. Um, we need to respect the planet we're living on, and we need to find a way, because there was a huge iceberg broke off in Antarctica last week. The icebergs in Iceland and Greenland are disappearing. Um, and I know I live on the ocean here, and I can see a perceptible increase in the level of the river and the bay in this region, not to mention that the ocean is slowly reclaiming land along the beaches. Hmm. Um, so uh, we, again, we, we need to find a, a way to do it. And, and in seven years, seven has a lot to do with science and math and technology and, and, and all that kind of stuff. This would be a real good year for people to put some effort into finding solutions to these problems. Um, the precipitation is going to continue until we find a way to cool the planet down, and I'm not quite sure what they're going to do anymore. I think we're almost beyond the tipping point remains to be seen. You know, so, I hope that the folks in Texas are bearing up as best they can, and I'm sure they are by definition because nobody wants to succumb to these hot temperatures. That's a st Texas I associate with fossil fuels, and what they're going through right now could, if you look at it one way, serve as a bellwether and a proper warning about what we're going to have to do with ideas and with technology so that this doesn't become routine every summer. Who would want to tolerate that year in and year out? And speaking of glaciers and ice melting in Montana, Suzanne and I, back in 2017, were able to tour Glacier National Park in Montana, and in not too many years, Glacier National Park is going to be noteworthy for the lack of glaciers. They may not have one in a little while. So the the signs are all there. They're just way, I mean, it's, it's great to have writing on the wall, but if you're willfully blind, it's not going to do you any good. Very true. Very true. And um, again, I think if, uh, to a degree, I think we, we've hit the tipping point. And uh, personally, I'm not sure we're going to find a way to turn it back. We may have to live with this heat as the new reality. I mean, this past winter in New Jersey, where I live, which is the Jersey Shore, uh, we had no snow. And if we had collectively a week, 10 days worth of really cold weather, it was a lot. But it's getting to the point that winter is no longer a season here. 
the robins don't even leave New Jersey anymore. They just stay all winter. All the signs of spring. The flowers here come up in January. The crocus, the daffodils start to break through in January. So everything is off. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, again, we need to use our brains and, and the technology and stuff that we have to find solutions. And I'm just amazed that we continue to have a, this overwhelming desire to explore space. We're spending billions of dollars to do it, but we're not spending billions of dollars to fix the problems we have here. So unless they're making an escape plan for everyone, uh, I just think there's some misguided priorities with all of this. Um, one of so, one of the uh, other things about that seven universal year you wrote about had to do with uh, spirituality, education, and some some other things. So uh, I wanted you to mention, you know, what what is a possibility on the upside here on, in a seven universal year? Well, again, seven has a lot to do with science and math and research and that kind of thing, education, learning, reading, writing, all of that. Um, you know, it's so interesting that in many ways we are taking giant steps forward, but in the educational system we seem to be backsliding. I'm not quite sure what the target year is in, the, in our history that we're aiming for, but... Um, See, the thing with, with, with numbers, you know, every number has a positive and a negative side. Um, and what I've seen so far this year is kind of both sides of the equation. There's been a lot of good. There have certainly been advances in um, medicine. Uh, just recently, two Alzheimer's drugs were approved. Yes. Which is a big thing. For all the ladies out there, they've just approved uh, a pill for menopause for hot flashes. Um, so there are, you know, medicine is is moving along. The the, the uh, advances are, are exceptional in many ways. Um, and again, a seven years a good year for that. But the other side of that is, is a, a total lack or disregard for anything scientific. Um, a lot of uh, backroom dealings, stuff like that. Things that are counter to the progress we want to make. A seven can be subversive. A seven can be manipulative. Uh, it can be very um, much a situation of misdirection. Uh, one of the things with the seven, and I say this about people, especially what you, when the seven is a strong energy, what you see is not necessarily what you may get. And it's very important for everyone to really pay attention. But pay attention and do your research. Don't take anything that's told to you at face value. Don't Just because someone says it's true doesn't mean it's true. Uh, you know, it's the old cliche, you're entitled to your opinion, you're not entitled to your own facts. Um, so it's incumbent. And, and spirituality, would, uh, if we could inject some form of spirituality into the overall dialogue, we could lift everyone up. 
um, but it's just happening in pockets. I, I really, I'm really not sure what's going to happen moving forward. I made this prediction a while back. I'm not sure this country will exist in 50 to 75 years. I really don't. Um, unless we can find a way to uh, agree to disagree and move forward. Um, we can't have people advancing things in education and other people wanting to take us back to the 19th century. Um, it's just, it's not going to work. And, and what we have in this country now, too, is these mass migrations. People, you know, you talk about Texas and Arizona, huge Florida, huge population uh, expansion in areas that may not necessarily have the infrastructure to handle it moving forward. Definitely in Florida, you know, there's, I never felt confident about Florida. <laughs> I just think that's an ecological disaster waiting to happen. Um, but we're either going to figure it out or we're going to pay the price. Um, Will we get it done? You know, we still have six months left in this year, and I certainly expect to see additional um, advances and, and um, breakthroughs in science and in medicine. Uh, we certainly seem to be moving quickly in the realm of medicine. Um, but is the technology going to be used for the good or the bad? You know, the Internet's a wonderful thing. It's also the worst thing that ever happened. We've got all this discussion going on now about artificial intelligence or AI at the same time that they're coming out with the Oppenheimer movie, which I believe uh, premiered yesterday in, in, in uh, theaters. And, and at, at that time, the, 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 the atom bomb was world changing and life changing in so many ways. And the same conversation is now being had about artificial intelligence with a lot of people very concerned about how this could fundamentally change how it is that we live. So I notice how these things kind of uh, are in parallel to one another. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, every, any, you can pretty much pick any invention. And there's certainly a positive thing. And there's certainly a negative thing. The mm -hmm. atom bomb, probably the most significant change in humankind um, because of the power to, to destroy. The other side of that is there's great use for that kind of energy as, a, as an energy source to power, you know, electricity, whatever the case may be. The Internet, again, great potential. But since we have people in this country that always look for the dark side. It's turned into something that is, is destructive. I, I've been off social media now for three years because uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, so we, we need to be very careful. The problem is it's a, it, you know, it always comes down to money. And money will be the determining factor in all that gets done moving forward. Um, and if people find a way to use AI to replace people, no matter what the rhetoric is today, that's exactly what they're going to do. Now, that's also kind of the way of the world. You know, we used to have buggies and buggy manufacturers, and the car came along, and all those guys disappeared. 
Think about in our lifetime. We used to have answering machines. We used to carry a pager. Now you have your entire life and all the information of the world in your phone. And human contact is diminishing because of it. I just, it, I mean, I'm not a, a smartphone guy. I, many times I don't bring my phone with me if I go out. Um, but to me, to see people, you know, a group of people, five, six people out and about, they're all on their phones. Who are they talking to? And they're talking to someone else. <laughs> Not each other. Invite them? You know, why didn't they invite that person to join them? Uh, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Again, everything has a positive side and, and a negative side. We need yeah. to make the decision as to uh, where we're going to land with this stuff. A sobering analysis. Hey, how about people call up and get themselves a reading here? <laughs> Because there, there is a hopeful aspect to this. No, seriously, we promise. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a break here in a moment. But when it comes to anticipating and forecasting, uh, Michael said uh, yesterday, he texted me, he said he'd like to take some phone calls if you would like to see what's ahead for you. And I have a feeling that it is nowhere near as dire as when we extrapolate and look at the macro economics of any situation. There is the micro in your individual life, you need some assistance. You need some insights. He's got them to offer. What What exactly is it that you're going to communicate with our listeners if they call in with their information, Michael? What part well, of since numerology? We're birth, since we're only going to do birth date stuff, that what we will do is uh, uh, we'll, I'll give them a, a quick rundown on what their life path represents. I'll do a little life bit about path. what their challenges are because that's the okay. stuff that really um, the challenges are the important part. And I'll also tell them what their personal year is and, and what they can anticipate um, for the year as far as an energetic influence. Okay, so if you want to know about your life path, challenges, and what your current personal year is, Michael John Fierro is going to take calls after our break. And as far as I recall, Michael, what you're looking for is the month, the date, and the year of their birth. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And we will we'll only give out the month and the day, but not the year for your own privacy, and some people don't want to give out the year they were born, but we'll we'll talk about your month and your date without giving out the year on air, but Michael will have that information, and um, we will he will be taking your calls. We, um, we've, we just have a, a couple of phone lines available, so as one person hangs up, then please try back because you may be getting a busy signal. But let me give out those numbers that you can call during our break. From anywhere, you can call 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. If you're in Western Washington, additionally, there's a toll-free number at 1-888-298-5569. Sounds pretty good. Uh, just a, a program note. If you have not been hit by a tennis ball-sized hailstone in the last 24 hours, your life is going well. You might want to fine-tune it with some numerological help from Michael John Fierro. 
He's here to help you. He's here to help you forecast trends in your own life. And we appreciate him for that and all you folks for calling. So let's get the assembly line going here while we take a break. We'll be right back. This is Manson Mitchell. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Mary Marshall, a versatile psychic medium, paranormal investigator, and medical intuitive who gives us the benefit of her long experience in metaphysics. On Saturday, Kelly Sullivan Walden, also known as Dr. Dream, returns with more great stories from her book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest for the 13th time, and he says it's just a number, Michael John Fierro, numerologist, is with us today. He's got some people waiting to talk to him online. But before we take the calls, Michael, I just want to make sure people know how to reach you if they want a more extended reading uh, which they can do through you directly. So, uh, how would they how would they contact you? They go to my webpage, which is michaeljohnfierro.com. That's fierro f i e r r o dot com. Um, you can read about me. You can see um, testimonials from people throughout the years, and uh, go to the products and services page to book a reading. Excellent. Excellent. MichaeljohnFierro.com. All right. We have uh, Marilyn calling from Seattle. Her birthday is June 9. Marilyn, say hello to Michael John Fierro. Hi, Michael John. How are you? Very well, Marilyn. How are you? Good. Okay, Marilyn, you have a 
life path, 22 over 4 life path. Numerology is based on the numbers 1 through 9, but there's a series of numbers known as master numbers, which are 11, 22, 33, 44, 55. You have a 22 life path. In my work, that's an indication that on some level you volunteered to come back to this plane at this time during this lifetime. Now, a 22 is what's known as a master builder. You're a person who should be involved in projects that benefit the greater good. Uh, you're a person who should be involved in organizations that do big things. Um, and even on the, on the micro, if you can do small things that have a big impact, that works well. One of the things of the master number life path is this, that it is important that you direct your efforts outward. If you become self-serving, if everything you do in your life is for Marilyn, it's going to backfire on you. And what it will do is reduce to the worst conditions of the lower number, which is the four, which will mean that you will be in a constant state of dealing with obstacles and hardships and roadblocks and everything. So at any point in time, your time, in, at any point in time in your life, if you get into those kinds of situations, you should step back and reevaluate who am I doing this for? Your rewards will come to you the more you do for others. Now that being said, this year you are also in a 22 personal year. So this is a year so that you can really uh, have the power of your life path behind you and, and take, uh, make the effort to uh, get involved to do things that, that help. Um, in your chart, you have a one lifetime challenge of learning to stand on your own two feet was the biggest challenge you had in life, um, becoming your own person. Uh, you have probably have a little bit of difficulty with authority. You probably don't like to be told what to do. Um, you kind of have to accept those things in life and find a way to uh, make it uh, amenable to yourself. But this can be a very interesting year for you. And again, because what you're doing is you're, you're really uh, full bore into the uh, vibration of your life path. That really sounds like what's happening right now. Okay, very good. Thank very you. good. Thank you very good. Much. Thank you for calling, Marilyn. Okay. Appreciate Bye-bye. that. And a good lead-off call? Absolutely perfect lead-off call. And Marilyn has now created an empty line, so I want to give out those numbers if somebody else would like to fill Marilyn's line, 425-373-5527. Call, and you could get in on the line that Marilyn just left. We have Sean calling from Seattle. We know Sean. He's a pretty regular caller. He's got a, a July 16 birthday. Sean, say hello to Michael Fierro. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Sean. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Good. All right, Sean, well, you have a six life path. Six in numerology is the helper. It's the person who's of service to other. It represents home and family. It's the number of teachers and healthcare workers and counselors and mom. Um, so a lot of uh, what you do in life should very much be about serving other people on a local level, in your community, in your school, whatever the case may be, what you need to be doing is helping people. You kind of have 
quote-unquote, the mom energy, too. So you, the people will see you as someone they can um, confide in. They, you may probably, you may very well be uh, inundated with people asking you for your help or your opinion on something. Uh, it's all well and good to help them, but you need to be careful that um, it doesn't become overwhelming. Because also, not only do you have a six life path, you have a six challenge in three of the four positions. So you need to be extremely diligent and careful about codependent relationships. You will have a tendency to, to draw people to you who kind of, uh, you'll use the cliche, can't live without you. Um, right. And that can be very draining. So it's important. I'm not saying don't help people. What I am saying is make sure that you establish boundaries and guidelines for you offering assistance. Because what will happen, it could be in your office, you work in an office. I'm, Sean, can I talk to you about something? Yeah, sure, okay. And you'll listen to them and maybe you'll give them some advice or whatever. And then, then they're going to come back to you next week, maybe with the same question, maybe with a new one. And then they're going to keep coming back. And, and, and it's at that point that you need to say, look, I've given you the answer every week previous to this. You need to do this on your own. I can't do it for you. So be very, very careful. Um, are you divorced? Yes. Okay. Um, and how, how are your relationships? Oh, gosh. Um, my relationships are... Yeah, getting back to dating, so it's kind of challenging. But, um, yeah, I had a big relationship this last summer and fall, and, it, boy, <laughs> it, was, it was a tough breakup. Yeah, again, you need to be careful because you, you will have a tendency to attract people with problems. You're not going to see them at first. They're not necessarily going to show up on your door and say, Sean, I have a problem and I want to be in a relationship with you. But what will happen is they will... <laughs> bubble up to the surface as time goes on. So again, just be very cautious. And it, and it's really incumbent upon you that you learn to say enough. Because if you don't, human beings being what they are, will keep coming back to the well. So just uh, own your space and your energy and share it accordingly but do not allow anybody to open that spigot and drain you dry because you will become very resentful and angry and frustrated and all the rest of that stuff. Um, you're in a, currently in a three-personal year. This would be a, a year that's a little bit more social for you. Uh, it's also a year great for creativity. Three in numerology is about words written or spoken. It's about creative expression. It's also about self-esteem and things like that, self-worth. But make sure that if, uh, if uh, do you have any creative talents? Um, I was a musician years ago, and I do a bit of dancing now for uh, for the stage and, and theater production. Okay. Well, I would just encourage you to make sure that you have some sort of a creative outlet uh, in your life. Again, it could be art, it could be music, it could be writing, it could be dance, whatever. Um, but make sure you you. Find some outlet to express yourself throughout the year. Good. And another sure. caution here is in situations and in relationships with another individual, be very careful of third-party interference. 
Huh. Okay. If you and Susie have a friendship and all of a sudden something starts to go haywire, make sure that it's not some outside party creating the static. Okay. Okay. Good. And as to the latter, been there, done that. So that's something to be avoided. Sean, we need to wish you a belated happy birthday. Well, thank you very much, Gary. I appreciate that. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. thank you for calling in, Sean. We always appreciate hearing from you. We do. Thank you, Suzanne. Wonderful program. All right. All right. Now, another line is opened up. Sean has left. So if you would like to take the line that Sean was on, remember our number here is 425 373-5527. You might be able to take that phone line that Sean just left. We have Alexa calling from Seattle. Alexa, with an October yep. birthday, say hello to Michael Fierro. Hello, Michael. Thanks for taking the call. Hello, Alexa. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Good. All right, Alexa, you have a five life path. So you're a person, um, your life needs to be one of adventure. You, you're, you should have a level of curiosity that keeps you moving. Uh, you will probably have a tendency to get bored easily. And whatever it is you do in life, it needs to be something that you uh, engage with uh, enthusiastically. Because you do get bored easily. Any type of a job or a situation that doesn't keep you engaged, uh, you're just going to drift away on. Um, travel is a real good thing for you. Uh, you make an excellent salesperson. You would also be good in uh, the food service industry or any, really any business that has some connection to the sensory, uh, part of the human condition Mm, okay okay that being said you also need to be very careful because five can uh, get out of balance Um, you need to make sure that you have a middle point because sometimes many times fives depending on the rest of the chart are people who have been diagnosed with ADD because again it's the inability to sit still uh, the inability to pay attention for any length of time. Uh, so again, what kind of work do you do? Uh, well, that's interesting. I'm in a work transition, hoping to transition back out of something that's getting too, too, uh, uh, too overwhelming. <laughs> um, I'm actually a, a very, uh, sort of mindful, slow moving person. And, um, I work, I now, uh, I have a background in the arts and um, some with social service, and I got really uh, waylaid into healthcare, home health, and it's just just really getting me very exhausted. So I, I'm re- I'm consciously trying to turn it around. It's been very very difficult um, to get a different okay, job. Okay. Well, the good so, news is that this will happen before your birthday if you follow through on your desire. You are okay. currently in a nine personal year. Now, personal oh. years go in nine-year cycles. In a one-year, mm-hmm. you plan and plant. In a nine-year, you reap what you've sown. And it's also the year in which you must take an inventory of your life 
and mm-hmm. and check to see those things that um, don't serve your greater good or your higher mm-hmm. purpose. And it's mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things that you must rid yourself of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing with in the nine year, upon doing that inventory, upon deciding what in your life does not serve your greater good, uh, or if there's something in you, you know, if you have a girlfriend or a friend that's annoying, if you have any kind of situation that doesn't enhance your life, you need to proactively work to get rid of it. Because mm-hmm. if you do not get rid of it in your nine year, and you carry that situation forward into your next nine-year cycle, which for you will begin on your birthday, mm-hmm. um, whatever situation you're in is going to exacerbate. Oh, okay, so if you think yeah. it's bad now, just wait. <laughs> so okay, I, guess, I, I guess it's time to move forward you, in some things for are, sure. If you're considering making a career change, you mm-hmm. have three months to do it. Actually, about now, two and a half. Okay. 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 Don't let it yeah. ride too long into your new cycle because you will really regret it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds really good. Yeah. Well, thank you for the feedback. Um, that's very helpful. I. Uh, it's not an easy thing to tur- turn around. I've been trying to do it for over two years now. Okay. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe word, I can just take, take a word out of your vocabulary to, to try and think. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Well, it's, a, it's a matter of, the, yeah. Act, yeah, trying is the action of, well, yeah, maybe. Right. Okay. Alexa, sure right. thank you for calling thank in you. today. We appreciate it. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you. And thank you so much. You're welcome. Call, call back and let us know how things are going. We're going to take the last caller of the day. So I'm not going to give out the numbers again. We, we've got just about four, four to five minutes to go. So this might be a little bit quicker, a little more abbreviated. Cynthia is calling from Everett. After a, a Gemini, a Cancer, and a Libra, we got an Aries lady with an <laughs> April birthday on the phone. So Cynthia, say hello to Michael Fierro. Hi, Michael. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you're welcome, and, uh, Cynthia. Thank you for joining us. Okay, Cynthia, you have a seven life path. Okay. Seven, as I referenced earlier, is the researcher. It's the analyst. It's the teacher. It's the scientist. It's the mathematician. It's the person who does not accept things at face value. In all probability, especially when you were young, you probably drove your parents nuts because your favorite question is why. <laughs> someone t- yeah. If someone says something to you, okay, that's good, but why? You <laughs> want to know, so you're in this constant search. Now, that being said, seven's also a very intuitive number, so you need to learn to trust yourself in discerning and, and gathering information and, and making decisions for yourself. Because what happens oftentimes with the seven is they will ask a question, get an answer, question the answer, and never end up doing anything because they are always in this constant thing of seeking. Okay? Yep. Um, the, you're, uh, uh, with the seven life path, you're better off in the country than the city. Um, you may not necessarily like 
to be around large crowds. Sevens are very introspective number. Uh, many, you know, many centuries ago, the sevens were considered the mystics. They were put into the monasteries and convents and whatever, because it, it's about searching. You are a person here. It's important that the information you gather, that you share with others, okay? Just don't do it for yourself. Make sure that what you're doing is mindful and purposeful, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you're in a four-personal year, so there'll be some work involved this year. Uh, not necessarily a struggle, but things may be a little more difficult than they, they normally be, and it's imperative that you do put in the work um, to, to create uh, a discipline and, uh, and a situation for yourself that's, that's amenable. Um, you have a three-lifetime challenge, self-esteem, Self-worth may be an issue, self-expression. It's quite possible that perhaps somewhere along the line you're told to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about, and it's kind of set the tone for how you act. You may be a little reticent at times um, in, in fully expressing yourself. Were you a tomboy? Am I what? Were you a were tomboy? You a tomboy? You yeah, I guess, yes. I was a tomboy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that shows, too, you have a two-challenge in the first position. So, again, use your ability to, in, in, to intuit. Trust your intuition. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. But learn when the answer you receive is the answer that it is without taking the next step of asking again. Is this, is this a good year to move? Next year would be better. Next year and would be that, better. Next year would yeah. be better, Cynthia. So, uh, Cynthia, I yeah. really appreciate your call because you and I have the same life path. And boy, did I take a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for calling, Cynthia. Maybe, check, check maybe next again. year a strategic move for Cynthia. Let us yeah. know how that's going. Excellent. Mike, Michael Thank John you. Fierro, I want to make sure I give out your website once again, which is your name. Michael John Fierro, F-I-E-R-R-O, F-I-E-R-R-O, and obviously a, a wonderful way to get some information and look at your life from the numerological point of view. Thank you for being with us, time number 13. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right. Maybe next time we'll be celebrating his 40th. That's fiscal right. anniversary of working in numerology and expertly, certainly by this time. Thank you so much. Birthday's <laughs> we'll celebrate that too. Thanks so much, Michael John Fierro. Thank and thank you. you, ladies and gentlemen, for calling in, for listening. Glad to have you with us anytime. Have a great weekend. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome Mary Marshall, a versatile psychic medium, paranormal investigator, and medical intuitive who gives us the benefit of her long experience in metaphysics. On Saturday, Kelly Sullivan Walden, also known as Dr. Dream, returns with more great stories from her book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.